Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. This is Kate Kalzig, joined as ever by Allison Shoemaker. Latoya is unfortunately unable to join us today. Um, we are talking about Lucifer Season 5, Episode 15, right? Is this really how it's going to end? Um, the penultimate episode of the season. Um, I guess there should be more. Is this really how it's going to end? Going to end? But like, uh, I, I don't know if you can tell from my tone listeners. I'm salty. I'm salty about this episode. And I have been <laughs> since I watched it on Wednesday. Um, we, we, we were not able to record on Friday. So uh, I have been sitting on this, on my thoughts on this episode since Wednesday. Poor Latoya got peppered with many a text, as you can imagine, Allison. Uh, Allison watched it this morning yeah. and then peppered me with texts, which I shared with my parents who were very entertained because they're in a similar spot as the two of us about this episode. Um, and they have not watched the finale yet either because they've been waiting so that they could watch it together. Um, so I don't have fun nicknames, um, Allison, for you or myself or Marcus and Vince in the chat because I'm just so salty. Um, so... I guess I don't know why you, this would be a spoiler for anyone who's listening, because I've given you plenty of time to stop listening if you are clicked on the wrong episode. I mean, I feel like it's this is one of those instances where if I were writing a TV club recap of this, I would have put like a little spoiler warning at the top anyway. So I feel you. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't watched this episode and you care at all about watching the show, don't listen to this episode until you've watched it. Or maybe stop watching the show. <laughs> or just maybe stop watching the show because... Yikes. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like when I say it, it's more real. Um, so yeah, no, and uh, no, we are not talking about the, the finale. We, uh, we are talking about, um, Vince wanted cause you know, no, Vince and Marcus, have you both watched the rest of the, sh the season, the finale? I know at least one of you has watched ahead. Uh, yes, they both, they're both ahead of us. So maybe they can talk us down a little bit if, if need be, but Elsa and I have not watched the finale. Um, so they killed Dan and it seems like they're because they could always undo it. And, and as you as you're watching the episode, um, as I was watching the episode, I was like, OK, so they're going to seem like it seem like we killed Dan, but it's going to be a fake out. And then it's not so far. Um, I have thoughts that on things that I think that are teased in this episode that I think are fake outs. But um, no. And Marcus, Marcus says, I'm pretty sure it was a final season decision. Originally, season five was going to be the end of the show. And then after it got such positive uh, like ratings or whatever that means for Netflix, they negotiated a sixth season. So if the show was ending, it would make a little more sense. But not a lot more. Elsa's yeah. making a face and she's right to do so. <laughs> it's a bunch of bullshit. And I'm in my feelings about it. And I have been. I was hoping some distance would help. And it has not. <laughs> You know what? It's helped me, if only because I think I'm going to be less ranty than I would have if we had recorded several hours ago. Kate very wisely <laughs> told me last week to either wait and watch it right before or to give myself time to process. I haven't had since Wednesday to process, but I have had, I mean, like six hours at this point, six or seven hours. Um, mm. So I've got a, like I've got a little distance. I've got enough distance that I'm comfortable saying Kate so salty, Kulzik, and Allison not mad, just disappointed shoemaker. Um, <laughs> so I feel like um, this was a really bad call. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there isn't 
a season of Lucifer where Dan dies, that could work. And since we haven't seen the finale, for all we know, it does, right? Like, for all we know, the ending of this season is going to be incredibly satisfying. And if that's the, I mean, that's the... The one downside of reviewing TV on an episode to episode basis is that sometimes you're just wrong because you don't know what happens next yet. And that is fine. And that's part of the enjoyment of it. So in this case, I just, I have to admit in this case, I don't really think that's going to happen. I would be less, and let's be real. I'm both mad and disappointed. I would be less mad disappointed. Um, (laughs) I'm just trying to, I have to, we have to get the jokes in somewhere, Kate. I don't have any other jokes. Um, (laughs) If they hadn't have aired Daniel Spinoza Naked and Afraid, because part of my perception of that episode and part of why I received it so warmly is it felt like the episode, like the Dan Swan song episode where he at the end, maybe he dies and then we see him with Charlotte, whatever I still, which if he had died, I still would have been mad about that, but at least it would have come at the end of an hour that was focused on him and maybe there would have been a little more i don't know gravity i'm not sure no what am i saying i also wouldn't have been okay with it if they had killed him after daniel espinoza naked and afraid however i'm more mad because of that episode because that episode seemed like gotcha we would never Mm -hmm. right like nope it's a whole fake out and this way, Dan gets to have his big emotional catharsis and his closure, which on a lot of other TV shows would have ended in his death without his death. And then they killed him. Yep. They killed him out of nowhere and they killed him for no good reason. And uh, yeah, and it's really frustrating, uh, like to get back to the you know, theme of our conversation of the last several episodes, this needed more time. If this was the culminate, Marcus, this is an episode I wish the toy was here to discuss it as well. Absolutely. I look forward, I so look forward to reading her review. It took all of my willpower to not read her review this morning. Yeah, 100%. Um, if there was, if this was the culmination of a multiple episode arc, if this was uh, Dan, like, breaking some new case or some, you know, new thing, it, like, and busting it wide open. And unfortunately, some of the consequences of that is he becomes a target, you know, like if there was other stuff like that, then it would make more narrative sense. And it would also make more sense with how the show has taught us to watch it. Yeah. And the show has not taught us to watch with Dan could get shot out of nowhere. So there in, in one point I could see how like, oh, well, this is a more realistic, like the way that situations can escalate and then out of nowhere, you know, an officer has been killed. And like I can see that argument, but that's just not what this show is. And has been for quite a long time. Um, and then you throw in a bunch of other things. I don't want to have to bleep it, I guess. Uh, and it just makes me more pissed off. Because if they, they, they not only do they kill off Dan. They kill off Dan so they can introduce a, and they introduce a love interest at his funeral, played by Scott Porter. I want to like Scott Porter from Friday Night Lights. Um, and I'm like, oh, no. So now it's basically like, oh, <laughs> You, you're going to have to fall in love with him, Ella, because uh, because Dan wanted, it was his dying wish that you go out on a date with this guy and you met him at the funeral and he's Scott Porter, so he's QB1. So he's like, good all-American kind of guy. And now let's watch Buddy Cops, Rookies at the Academy, Scott Porter and Amenadiel for next season. Like, no, no, gross, boo-earns. But I don't know why else you possibly introduce Carol, this character, 
at all in this episode and in this way, unless you are insisting on, like, it's that, that family guy joke about the Godfather, it insists on itself. And that just pisses me off all the more because Dan is not replaceable by by Scott Porter or anyone else. Yeah, I, um, oh, God, I'm not even sure where to start. Uh, first of all, sorry, I didn't mean to share the law. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's I don't know how else to talk about this episode. Um, you know what? Here, let's start with a thing. Um there's some great acting in this episode. Let's mm-hmm. start with a positive thing. Yeah. Kevin Alejandro is great. Mm-hmm. Lauren German is great. Tom Ellis is great. Amy Garcia is great. That scene where they sing together is great. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Estevez rips your heart out. Yeah, rips your heart right out. Um, Leslie and Brandt is great. Like, they're all... I, I mean, if there was a, someone who appeared in this episode who's ever appeared on in this show before, odds are that they did really well this week. Rachel Harris, also great. Like, winners. Um, oh, yeah. my God. D.B. Porter. I'm D.B. Woodside. Porter in my brain. D.B. Woodside. How could I even, like, great. Really great work. Possibly series best work from some of them. And it's so frustrating that it's because they killed off a character, right? Like, people should get the ability to show what they're capable of without just crying at someone's funeral. And we've had so many opportunities for performances at this level and we do sometimes get them, but watching Tom Ellis dig in this way and not just be great at what he's doing, but be more grounded and less mannered was really satisfying. I just wish it wasn't at the expense of of everything else. Second, um, if you're going to kill off Dan, do not have him turn in Amenadiel's cop application first because at first I got really excited. I thought Amenadiel was like, I want to be a cop holding his cop flyer. And Dan was going to say, listen, you think cops are good guys. I was a cop. Not all cops are good guys. You are like, you were going to be God. Go run a giant nonprofit. Go solve world hunger. Go minister to the sick. Go do live. I don't know. Be anything, anything other than a cop. I guess maybe not oh, a nuclear physicist in the 50s. Like that would be worse, maybe. Or like, Maybe, uh, I don't know, don't, don't join the American military. There we go. That's it. End of list. I mean, don't be a serial killer. Yeah, but that's not a job. That's not a job. That's boyfriend so, material. It's boyfriend. God, you know what? I will say this for Pete. At least we can be reasonably sure that Scott Porter is not a serial killer. Because I would straight up assume that he was a serial killer if she hadn't already dated a serial killer. Um, anyway, I just am so frustrated by the inconsistencies with that character, especially after giving him so much good stuff this season. And yeah. even in a few places, this episode, his scene with Trixie was lovely and his scenes with Chloe were really great and talking to Ella about, I just, there was some really good Dan stuff here. And then... The the thing, Dan was a good person who was a bad cop because that's a fundamentally corrupt institution. The, the Dan thing for most of the series just went right out the window. 
I don't, I don't, un, I don't understand it. And I don't understand why Chloe would feel guilty. I mean, guilt isn't rational, but I don't understand why this case would be the one where, where she thought, well, Dan by himself, when Dan has been grunt work Dan for seasons at this point, I, um, I don't understand why we didn't immediately go look for Dan in hell. Immediately. I don't, I don't understand what is going on with Maze, really? Like, I'm not sure that the Queen of Hell thing is really working for me, but maybe it's just that the episode made me so mad. I don't know. Um, I, God, I really wish Latoya was here because I feel like if she liked it, she might be able to talk us around. But if she didn't, it would be so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does any of that stuff resonate with you, Kate? You oh, were yeah. vomited and now I word vomited <laughs> and now I hand it back to you. Well, I and the fact that they uh, oh, Marcus wants to know. Yes. What? Yes. Marcus, what did please. she grade it? Marcus. She gave it an A. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> OK. Wow. Wow. OK. I look forward to that review. I look forward to their review and I'm sure various texting back and forth. Um, so the, I will say the reason I think that they didn't go search for Dan in hell right away, because both Amenadiel and Lucifer should be able to pop down to hell and come back because they both have previously. I could be misremembering something about like the whole new no warden thing, but my understanding is that Amenadiel was patrolling hell for a while at the various parts of the show when Lucifer was on earth to make sure nobody escaped. So he should be able to at least do a flyover and Lucifer was able to just leave last time um, when hell, hell no longer needed a warden. Um, so the only thing that makes any sense to me is because he's not in hell. And we, and so I, he, I, I'm suspecting that they would either have confirmed that he was in hell or he's not in hell and there's more, I'll just believe it, more Michael fuckery yet to come in the finale around Dan. And that's why they confirmed that he's not in heaven, but did not confirm that he is in hell. I think that that is a perfectly rational argument, but it still doesn't explain why Lucifer and Amenadiel didn't. Oh yeah. It explains why the show didn't. Yes. And I think that that's a very good guess. It is not as entertaining as my guess, but since we then spend the rest of the episode back on the God shit, which I just don't care about Lucifer wanting to be God anymore, as good as that scene with Linda was, I just, wanting to take away pain is also not a good reason to want to be God because that's not how life works. It's, uh, I'm sure I'm supposed to be frustrated in exactly that way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Latoya was right and I'm having the response I'm supposed to have. I don't know. Anyway. Um, it doesn't explain why they wouldn't do it. Uh, Mm -hmm. it also just the, the, the points, the direction of the end of the episode suggests that my guess will be incorrect, which what I was hoping for is a season ending, ending hell heist where Amenadiel and Lucifer have to steal Dan from hell. Mm -hmm. Um, which could have been really, cause then we would see Dan's hell loop and there would be some variation on that. And then we get some sort of final, like, no, don't be guilty. Whatever. I just, and then also if, if you're dating the son of God, at what point do you get mad that your ex-husband just died? I'd mm-hmm. like to know that too. Not just because you want to be God because you want to be worthy, but because you perform actual miracles and you know other people who perform actual miracles and and the father of my child just died. I just... I I feel like... The issue here is Lucifer, as you said earlier, Kate, Lucifer is not this kind of show, at least at this point. 
The procedural has for quite a long time now always been the little diving board in which we jump into either really fun stuff or interesting character stuff. And there is interesting character stuff here, but it feels like we drifted into an episode of, God, I don't even know, something that takes itself way more seriously, which isn't to say that characters shouldn't be able to die on this show. I just feel like it's not what happened. It's the way it happened. It's what came before. It's the tone of what happened. And it's the frankly, really frustrating shift. If Dan is just an excuse for Lucifer to become God, I'm going to be furious. They put that character through so much that when you kill off a character that you've taught people to love, you have to be prepared for some sort of backlash. And I can't believe that here I am threatening to quit Lucifer because they killed Dan, but he, he suffered so much, so much. Yeah. And I'm sure that we're going to get some sort of happy ending of some kind for Dan because Lucifer, I just kind of show it is. It is, but I don't know. Maybe it's because we're, we weren't binging it. Maybe if we had just piled right into the next episode, I would I don't know. I'm, I'm mad. I'm really mad. <laughs> I'm so eager to read Latoya's review and then go, what? <laughs> Marcus says there's something I was wondering about this episode as well as, as like with Eve being shot a couple episodes ago, didn't Angel Feathers heal like anything earlier in the show? Couldn't Lucifer or Mendel just pluck one for Dan? You're not supposed to think about that, Marcus. Um, yeah, you're not that because no, no, thank it. Because yes, that's how it used to work, and then they changed that after season one. It was very much a like, oh, no, no, don't worry about that kind of thing. Um, the the things that are frustrating for me about this episode that we have not already talked about um, also include the 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 I held on so I could tell you it's Caleb um, with no time to build to that that is meaningless and it just actually feels more like insult to injury uh, about like that we have to we have to sacrifice dan so he can pass along this vital piece of information that was so important we introduced it for just a few minutes in this episode it's not so important it's been a simmering subplot throughout several it's so important that we had like just like a few cutaways to stuff with that this episode um I, I liked that something I did like I enjoyed the whole thing with the psychic that was fun um I enjoyed some of the the banter um I I enjoyed the 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 game structure that we get for unicorn armies is delightful but but yeah not only has da- like looking at the pacing of this half season it like every episode just makes me more certain that they needed several more episodes or they needed to not bring Eve back because they didn't have the time for that to do it, you know, to do, to, to get in order to give other things more time. Right. And to, to say, we're going to start with Dan at this point, at the start of this half season, we're going to put him through hell because he needs to really process and like go through this whole celestial stuff and shooting Lucifer and everything from the first half of the season. And then we're going to get into a good place so that we lull the audience into a false sense of security so that we can kill him in the penultimate. And not only are we going to kill him, we're going to have him be tortured for hours, have a hell yeah, you managed to escape and then shoot him in the chest and then have him slowly die gut shot, holding on just long enough so that he can die in Chloe's arms. 
Um, and, and, but, but we're not going to like spend time with like, oh, he's imperiled. And that's like the threat of the episode. And the other characters don't know that. And it gives a sense of urgency to it. We're just, it's just going to kind of come out of nowhere halfway through what has been a very jokey episode. Just yeah. structurally, from a character point of view, from a writing point of view, from a plot arcing over the course of the whole season point of view. Ah, this is why when I watched it on Wednesday, I was like, I was talking, I was texting with Latoya. I was like, okay, I think I need some distance because I think my, I'm having a very emotional reaction to it because I'm pissed that they killed Dan. But I've, I'm hoping that with some distance, I will be less frustrated. And I will like, because this is how I'm supposed to feel, right? This is how they want me to feel. But instead of like calming down and being able to like look at and appreciate the effectiveness of what they were trying to do and that they succeeded and that there are so many wonderful performances and all this stuff. Instead, just I'm getting more pissed off about <laughs> the method of execution and some of these other choices that happen. When you like, you know, when you are watching the scene with, with Trixie and Dan, I remember the first time, you know, when I was first watching, it, I was like, okay, I kept waiting for something else to happen in the scene that we were going to need later to explain why the scene was there. And then when you realize later in the episode, oh, no, that scene was just there so that we could have one last Trixie and Dan scene. So that way, you know, it's like, which I appreciate. It's lovely to see them interact and everything. And, oh, look, it's a happy moment. Except that it feels like it's a happy moment almost put in there to punish you for liking Dan so that you care even more. It's like, don't forget, Trixie's also losing her father. And isn't it full circle? We have Chloe who lost her dad you know, as, as a young person next to uh, sitting with her daughter, Trixie, who's now lost her father in a similar kind of way as a child. Yay. Aren't you so glad you're watching Lucifer? And Mark points out uh, there are so few Trixie and Dan scenes in the series. It's a little easy to forget he's her dad. And this is, again, the callback to the scene I pointed out. I like drew a big red circle around earlier with Chloe talking to Trixie in bed being like, I love you and your dad loves you and will always be there for you. And I was like, that's foreshadowing. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think part of my frustration is also because this is just going to end up feeling like trading Dan for Michael. And I can't think of a worse trade. I would rather trade Dan for Tom Welling singing dust in the wind. <laughs> like I would rather yeah. trade Dan for any number of other things. Uh, I mean, I would rather not trade Dan, but if I'm gonna um, Dan for Michael seems especially cruel or Dan for new cop character. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. Next well, season. Um, and then you throw in the amenity cop thing and it's just, I don't, I just don't, I don't know. I feel like there's a way that this works and it's never interesting or worthwhile to try to fix an episode of television, but um, it's not never a great sign when you can just sort of immediately think of a whole bunch of ways that you might've been able to fix it. Um, That's not, that's not great. It doesn't mean those ways would work, but yikes. I just can't understand what they were going for tonally. Um, Mm -hmm. If it was, meant to be an abrupt realization that life is cruel and that life is pain um, and a reminder that that is the case to both the characters and the audience, then I'm not sure why it is that we got the prolonged Dan left us clues. Dan's holding out. Dan is still alive. Now Dan's dead. That doesn't, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like that kind of a story arc. Mm -hmm. and maybe that's the point maybe it's not supposed maybe it's 
you know, um, real life isn't a movie. Oh, oh, oh. Um, and that's the, and that's the point. But if that's true, then every episode of Lucifer for the last, let's say four seasons contradicts that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Was there any other stuff in this episode that you did enjoy? Yeah, well, I mean, I've mentioned the performances, but there were a couple of little moments that just were amazing. Um, Leslie Ann Brandt, when Maze runs up to her, holy mm-hmm. shit. Um, Tom, El- I mean, everybody in that scene in the hospital lobby, just incredible. Um, mm-hmm. Also, uh, uh, Lucifer calling Chloe Mrs. G, mm-hmm. the future Mrs. G, that was very charming. Um, I'm glad that we're getting some more practical questions about what it would like, what it would be like to be uh, God's consultant. Um, no, you don't have to take Trixie out of school, but you should probably talk about what this means for Trixie at some point, especially now that her dad just died. Mm-hmm. And if they, and if Chloe stays a cop after this, I am going to throw something. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Cause like, as Vin says, I'm not so sure Chloe leaving the force will actually happen. Um, and yeah, I would, she would die of boredom in heaven. Yeah. Um, this feels very much like a reason that she's not going to leave the force. And that is stupid because, yeah, because she never should have left in the first place. (laughs) But also her, her child's father just died, Mm -hmm. just died in the line of duty. So maybe don't be a cop. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a better reason than I want to be God's consultant. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just that don't be a cop. Mm-hmm. That, that's also a pretty good reason. Yeah. Um, as much as I love Detective Amenadiel, this is not the way. No. This is not the way. And if we're not going to get a hell heist, then why are we even here? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Hell heist. <laughs> not war i if if we spend the next episode watching two versions of tom ellis fly into each other in the sky with like different colored wings i'm gonna lose my shit well keep in mind that this last episode had some stuff that they had to they, that's where they where they were filming when they had to shut down for covid so mm. we will finally see the covid restrictions like filming restriction stuff start to impact in this finale um, at least I think it's just like the last couple things. There were just like a couple more scenes they had to film, which who knows what, where in the episode those will slot in Yeah. Um, from the production side of things. But um, yeah, I'm Marcus says I found it noticeable. Okay. Interesting. We'll see. We'll have more thoughts on that on Wednesday probably, but um, yeah, they really have taken us from this might be my favorite season of the whole show to what the fuck. <laughs> Because these last, like the first half of the season, super on board, really uh, very interesting, doing some terrific plotting and arcing for pretty much all of the characters, and then just nosedive for me in in the second half of uh, this half season. And and again, so for me, again, just for me, so much of this goes to good ideas hastily rushed through because you think you only have four more episodes left in the whole series Hmm. um so yeah i mean i want i don't think i this doesn't have the feel of something they're gonna undo this this has the feel of something they're going to twist with like a reveal or like they saved dan from hell or something like that this does not have the feel of 
now we're going to travel in time and undo it kind of a thing. Or we're like, you're going to be granted one miracle by stopping Michael and averting. And you're, he's going to spend the wish to bring Dan back. Yeah. It would be, um, I feel like it would, it would contradict a lot of the more moving things that Lucifer has achieved in the past. If they were to say, take backsies, Mm -hmm. um, but they should definitely get him out of hell. Like, it's not like he's going to get on get on a elevator. I'm so slap happy because I'm so disappointed. Um, just wherever he is, just maybe get him out of hell. Um, especially because we know we can, you can do that. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm confused. I'm naked and afraid. <laughs> uh, I also want a elevator. Come on. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, Marcus wants a elevator, listeners. Um, and he also thinks we should go from double cop to double judge. Um, but yeah. I think we should go to devil post office. I said this last time. Yeah. Devil post office or everybody just keeps sort of doing their own thing. And eventually we arrive at maybe... Lucifer and Amenadiel should share God duties like they're co-parenting and they just like trade off. Mm-hmm. And there's like the the good angel and the bad angel on each shoulder for all of humanity. <laughs> but it's just gonna be more cop shit, isn't it? It's gonna yeah. Yeah. Now that and now there's no excuse. Yeah. Now there's no excuse. Yeah. Well, uh Vince is less into the elevators, more to the helicopters. Uh-huh. So Ching. Um, do we have any final thoughts, Marcus and Vince? So throw them in the chat. Uh, Allison, I feel like we're spent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, I want, let me say one more thing. Okay. I'm really hopeful that I end up taking back all of this shit after the next episode. It's when, whenever I end up really down on something I love, I feel the need to state that it is totally possible that things could turn completely around. And also, even if it doesn't, maybe after six, eight months, whatever, I'll be very glad to jump back on Lucifer and all will be forgiven because obviously it's extreme circumstances. They had to account, account for all kinds of unexpected things when they were making this second half of the season. Um, so I will try really hard to be optimistic. See, I'm not optimistic. I would love for that to happen. I don't feel like it's going to this time, but I would be del- I would be very happy to just like take all of this stuff back and I, you know, and this is why we try to have Latoya on um because <laughs> she knows the show better than we do, which is why it deserves nay. Um and uh and and now I understand what they're going for and shame on me for not trusting the writers. Like I I hope I would be very excited to feel that way. I just do not think it's going to happen. So we will see. Um, yeah. Uh, Vince says, I can't overstate how much I love the Amy Garcia, Tom Mellis duet. It was lovely. Um, I, I frankly, it, w- it was lovely and all, but I would rather have had just the Amy Garcia personally. But um, I, I thought it was a nice song. As someone, I mean, someone who's played many a wedding, many a funeral, um, like it felt, I think they could have done I, th- I think Ellis could have done a better job of shaping his vocal performance to fit the emotion of the situation versus sounding good. Trying to see, sound good. 
this is where we're going to disagree because okay. I this is actually the most I've ever liked Tom Ellis singing mm-hmm. because he sounded like a person who doesn't really sing, but who kind of sings whose friend died. And this is the way that he can contribute to the funeral is he can sing with his other friend who sort of sings. Yes. And it sounded like that. It didn't sound like we were supposed to think he was a music theater god or a rock star. It sounded like a guy who sort of sings singing at a funeral, which I found very moving. Um, I guess in world in world singing more over moody piano as much as I enjoy the moody piano this I, this worked for me yeah I agree I still think he sounded like he was trying to sound good which makes sense from a character level of I want to sound good at my friend's funeral you know I know how that that feels but mm-hmm. but I still think they're like the I don't know it just it sounded too performative for I wanted a little more grit I wanted a little like the the it was a little too smooth for me but fair enough I, but I do think the context of like, I'm singing not because look how amazing a singer I am. I'm singing because I have a personal connection to this person. The situation, situationally, I think it makes a lot of sense and really that does work very well. Also, it implies, and normally if I was saying Lucifer implies something, I would be imagining a really hilarious scene that we don't see on, on the screen, probably some sort of orgy or something. But here it implies that that Lucifer and Ella got together and practiced for mm-hmm. Dan's funeral. Oh my God. And yeah, just thinking it about it, it just really, I could just wherever the hell they were, Ella's apartment, probably mm-hmm. just practicing for Dan's funeral. It's the saddest thing. Where was that scene? I want that scene. I would yeah. rather have had that scene than the scene at the funeral, even. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, I also really appreciate that it was at least partially in Spanish and that they, you know, remember that he's Latino and like that, because yeah. that's an aspect of the character that doesn't get brought up a lot or foregrounded a lot. And he doesn't need to be defined by that, obviously, but I, that's, I appreciated that touch to it and it, it felt appropriate. Um, we also have here, uh, uh, Vince also says, I didn't know the song and I'm with you that Amy Garcia alone would have been great, but then we wouldn't have had that scene of Ella looking for support on stage, which was a nice touch for Lucifer that he immediately responded. Like when she re- re- reaches over for his hand, yeah. which is really effective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, our, the finale, <laughs> Is a the title for the finale is a tall order because the title for the finale is a chance at a happy ending. You know what that would be a great title for? A hell heist. <laughs> it really would. It it's would a, if they had to steal a happy ending for Dan. Hell heist. Yeah, that would be great. I, I just, guess I know what my Lucifer spec script is going to be. Hell heist. I, I just hope that the chance for the happy ending ref is referring to Dan. That's my hope. Yes, me too. And not the, um, what has felt like a season, half season long arc of Lucy getting to the point where he is able to say, I love you to Chloe. Cause like really don't care about that right now. Really don't care about his issues about commitment. Yeah. I cared about that a lot more before Dan died. Yeah. We'll see. We'll be back on Wednesday to talk about the season finale, guys. Uh, thank you, Vince and Marcus, for, for staying with us through our ranting. Um, and Latoya, if you're listening, I look forward to reading your review like immediately and, and uh, you know, hopefully getting a few more of your thoughts. If Latoya were here, she would tell us that we are more wrong about this than Kate is about Ping Pong Girl. So Which I will say enough. that on her behalf. Okay, there we go. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday. Bye, guys. Bye. 